0: Every day we promise ourselves a lot of things, but do we really have the motivation to keep going on? What is that one thing that really helps us build our motivation? Come, let's find out in this episode.
1: Hey there, I'm Vishani Nigam and you have tuned into my first step ever podcast. I realized life's too short to postpone your dreams and too long to live someone else's. So after failing thousand times, I'm finally on a journey to fulfill my dreams of impacting people's life through what I do the best, entertain and educate through podcasting, digital content creation and thought leadership. On this podcast, I uncover stories that help you see why you must do what you want in life build conviction to follow them, and how to build systems to sustain them. And if you are an entrepreneur or a brand seeking exactly the same, then I'm up for a chat on my Instagram handle, which is at ever underscore in. But for now, if you want to achieve your goals and build never-failing systems, then what are you waiting for? Let's get started. Welcome
0: back on My First Step Ever. Another episode and another interesting story to learn from and more than to learn from to understand that what it really takes, what struggles it really uh, there are that you need to face to go to that particular goal that you have been really, really eyeing on. And there's a lot of learnings on the way, but today to share their learning, we have an amazing personality who is completely, completely into the sports world. So please join me in welcoming Kevin Picard.
2: so I'm joining you today from the other side of the world, it would appear. Doing very well, very excited to be here and looking forward to, I guess, exploring some different topics.
0: Thank you so much, Kevin. It is really exciting to have someone from the sports fraternity because people coming from sports background really have some some certain skills and experiences in, in their life. That is not just their own, but of the people they coach, they teach, or they also learn from. So I think it's going to be a great episode where we're going to listen to a lot of stories. Before that, let me introduce you to all my listeners and to all the viewers, to our guest speaker today. Kevin is an innovation director, the Rogue Monkey podcaster, and performance consultant. A big advocate for coach-led, athletic-centered sports development. And I think I'm very, very interested in all things about sport. A, because I always, always was very competitive and I wanted to be best at least in one team sport. But I think I learned a very a hard way. So that's all good. Moving forward, he's very curious and constantly seeking new avenues of learning. Always seeking... Is there a better way? And I think that's an amazing mindset to go forward with because there's always lots of learning. So his drive stems from journey through sport that includes being an athlete, coach, manager, and talent developer. He believes that sport has the power to change lives and started his podcast to share the journey. And I'm so honored that today he's on my podcast, on our podcast to share his journey here as well. So Kevin... Before we move into other stuff about your sports journey, about your mentoring and coaching journey, I would like to understand what kind of a person were you when you were in your teenage time? What was your mindset? And yeah, exactly how were you?
2: That's a great question to get us started. And I think if I think back to my teenage years, I was very focused on doing the sport and perhaps not as focused on all the other parts that make up sport. Uh, I wasn't that that interested, I guess. And I think for me, it was the, the same thing that everyone goes through of growing up and actually realising that there's more to life than just doing things for yourself. Um, so kind of went through the back end of, I guess, my teenage years, and uh, I transitioned into a job in a school. And that was a, a really interesting experience to start to, I guess, see uh, a more professional side to the world and not just the participating in sport that I did. For many years so i think yeah through my teenage years it was i guess an ignorance to the to the complexity of the working world and very i guess selfish and self-centered on making sure that it was just me and my sport and i think that kind of changed in my late teens early 20s um, and then kind of embarked on quite an interesting journey to where i am now
0: wow so that was pretty honest about yeah. yourself which is great so as you mentioned that you were a very different person back then What do you think you can contribute to your surroundings or what sort of experiences shape you then? And how did you start thinking the from the other other's perspective
2: yeah and another great question and I think it's something that takes place over time I wouldn't have said it was one single thing but I certainly got to a point where I realized that actually there there's a long game at play if you like if you want to get somewhere in two three four five years time it's a slow gradual process to get there and I think that was a complete shift of mindset because you know we're in a culture today where you can have everything immediately you know I click a button on amazon and tomorrow the package is dropping through my door whereas actually in sport it doesn't work like that and i kind of transferred those lessons from sport and goal setting into business and and my wider life where actually you know if you've got a goal of something that's two three four five years away it's lots of little steps and a process to get there it includes lots of challenges and ups and downs and all those sorts of things and i think being comfortable with that being comfortable with failure and actually learning from it and moving forwards I think is something that's kind of allowed me to get to where I am now and certainly something that's allowed me to be a lot more comfortable with where I am now. Whereas I did feel like for many years it was always chasing and chasing and chasing. Whereas actually now learning to enjoy that journey because it's it's part of what we're all on. We're on a journey.
0: I, I really love when you just said that initially you, you used to just chase chase your goals, but now you also enjoy the part of your journey. And I think that having that sort of a mindset is a great achievement because every now and then you have a goal set in your life for maybe the next two years, three years, four years, or even for maybe the end of the week. And often we do not notice what's going on in the process or how we are being shaped up or what has been good or a bad experience, because we are just thinking of how should we reach the end point. So I think that's an amazing learning that you have had. And I like us to discuss this even further in more depth so that even our listeners who are youth across the globe can understand that how they can have this particular mindset and achieve what they want, but enjoy the journey as well. So as we go forward, Kevin, because my first step ever, the, we what I thought was that once we take the first step in any profession that we are in, or even in personal decisions, personal life, we go through a lot of struggles and the first step is the most difficult step ever and because we don't share with a lot of people and because we don't share the struggles so people generally think that this must have been easy for the person or you know that's all good we always know the success story so we have an opportunity to know your story of my first step ever when you thought that you wanted to be in a particular sport a what was your particular favorite sport and the first what was the first thought that came in your mind when you played your first sport
2: i think it's ironic because it was actually getting to a point where i, I did sport a lot when i was a teenager well, a child and a teenager and the whole point of sport is that you're you're on a journey you're constantly seeking to improve you're enjoying you know making new friends traveling places all of those sorts of things and yet it probably took me Maybe ten years after that to realise that. So, I grew up in the world of swimming, um, but I was fortunate enough to grow up by the coast, and therefore the beach sports started to weave their way into my life. So, skimboarding, bodyboarding, surfing, and it, it kind of developed from there. And I kind of pursue those two things today, but in very different lights. So, when I was younger, it was much more competitive swimming and surfing for fun, and now swimming is my job. I work in the world of swimming, but actually my hobby of surfing i still do and i just immerse myself in it and enjoy it so i think i've got a bit more of a balance now but i do think that's a process you have to go through and something that you know i've discovered through my podcast is actually people don't often realize the life lessons until after you you know it's it's a strong mindset to get into to actually acknowledge that you're in a tough place and go this is good for me and yet ironically most people have been familiar with that they've just not thought about it in their lives so you go to the gym and you say you know." I want to lose some weight or I want to get stronger or I want to get fitter or whatever it is. You accept that it's going to take four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks of going to the gym regularly and going on a process to get there. And it's going to be uncomfortable. And yet when we apply that in life and go, oh, it's too hard. I can't do it. You know, I love like the, off the back of your podcast, this this notion of just taking the first step. That's the hardest bit because your perceptions over what can go wrong and how hard it's gonna be are always worse than what it is. And once you've taken that first step, actually everything after that is like a snowball. It just builds momentum. And even through the hardships, you get there. So I think that's a kind of a really interesting topic to kind of explore is actually this notion of that, that perceived fear of failure and the perceived hardship of actually taking that first step because once you've done it, it gets so much easier.
0: I think what I would like to pinpoint and highlight over here is what you've just spoken about—failure, the perceived fears and failures. So, Kevin, what was the, what was that one particular moment in your life? I'm not sure. I mean, not everyone has a defining moment or you know the life-changing uh, moment. But what was that moment in your life when you had the worst failure or you faced one of the most difficult situations when you were just, you know, in your early career days and if you're comfortable sharing that with us. And how did you overcome that?
2: I can pinpoint one of my sporting career relatively early on. So I think I was 15, went to a national competition, was ranked, if you like, to make the top eight, top 10. And um, it went wrong, turned around and drove home. And it was about an eight hour journey and an overnight stay to get there. And then a very long eight hour journey and a drive to get back. And the race was done and dusted in under 30 seconds. So it's a very condensed moment where actually lots of things that could have gone wrong did go wrong, but actually at the time certainly didn't deal with it well. I wouldn't have said I overcome it in any way, shape or form for a while. You know, I was lost motivation, lost interest, like drifted away, did the typical teenage thing of refusing to acknowledge responsibility and all those sorts of things. Whereas I still compete for fun now. And when I go to an event and it doesn't go well, I rationalize it and go, well, you know, you haven't done enough training or whatever it is, and just acknowledge it and go, well, you know, you're still here having fun and move on from it. So, and I think that's again a life journey that, you know, you could, you probably couldn't have told me that at 15 and I would have listened because that's what teenage boys are like. So I think part of the journey of failure and exploring what failures mean to you, I think, is learning from them. And that takes time. I think when you're young, you don't, you think you know everything. And actually the older you get, the realize the less you learn, (laughs) sorry, the less you know. And that's something that has been ironic because the older I've got, the more I've sought out and tried to find more information about anything, work, professional life, you know, health, doesn't matter whatever it is. There's always that thirst for more information. Whereas when you're young, you just think, I know I've got everything I need. I'm fine. Off I go. So yeah, this, this relationship with failure is certainly something that evolves. It's uh, an ongoing thing. But from my early experiences of it, were quite poor.
0: Now that's really interesting when you say that. If if someone goes up to a teenager and tells them this is what it might lead to, so maybe reassess your actions. No one is going to listen at that point in time because we have our own idea of the world. And the other thing you bang on when you said that, when you have relationship with your failures, and the more that you have failures, the more you get comfortable with the idea of it, and that only comes when you experiment a lot. So, Kevin, moving forward, I suppose you've experimented a bit with the kind of sports that you have been. When did the idea of being a coach from being a sportsman, I mean, you are a sportsman altogether, but being a player and then being a coach, when did that first come into your mind?
2: I think that comes a realization in everyone's sporting journey, if you like, of where your, I wouldn't say necessarily limits are, but where your trajectory is heading. And I remember in 2011, I got offered the chance to be a training partner for one of the Olympic team running up to the London Olympics. Wow,
0: congratulations. uh,
2: It was so much fun, a great experience. And for nine months, trained pretty much full-time. And actually, that was a really interesting journey because you saw the the commitment and the investment and everything that comes with being an Olympic-level athlete And then watch that athlete go to the Olympics, come fourth, miss a medal by 0.7 of a second. And it suddenly made me realize the level of intricacies that sit behind an athlete's journey. And at that point, it was kind of like, well, I'm never going to be good enough as myself as an athlete to get at that level. But actually, there are other ways you can support people getting to that level. And I think that was where this kind of notion of coaching started. The year after that, I finished off a coaching-based degree. And then went into full-time coaching then and kind of haven't really stopped. It's evolved and changed in terms of my roles. And I think like now I'm in the process of launching a business coaching platform because I feel like so many lessons from the sports world are transferring over into the the life world, you know, working world and everything else. And I think too often sport can feel... Like it's over here, and then the rest of life and business sits over here. Whereas actually, if you look at the lessons of patience, learning from failures, being open-minded, being goal and process-oriented, all of those sorts of things, they they transfer perfectly. So, yeah, it's um it's a journey of that I've gone on in sports coaching for the last nearly twenty years, and wow. now um now moving into the the business coaching space. So it's uh, certainly an area I'm interested in
0: that's incredible and i really like uh, the sound of your journey how it has been and i think you've ta- you've taken step one step by one step and you have built this kind of confidence and experience that you have another thing i just like to explore kevin from your perspective or your experience is once you have tasted success how has your relationship been with success and did that ever sort of you know, sway you from your goals going forward and that really made you strong every time going forward?
2: That's another really good question. And I think the things that jump out to me with success is that it's about how high you choose to let it push you. So, you know, my most enjoyable sporting memories have usually been watching other people do sport. You know, if I think of my standout sporting memories over the last maybe 30 years, you know, my, my earliest ones are of, you know, watching, say, the England football team Trying and failing at football and the, the latter stages. Wow. Or, you know, 2003, we won the Rugby World Cup. And I remember, I acutely remember watching that when I was going through, I think at the time, my A levels. And that really kind of hooked, uh, I guess, an interest in not just sport, but the elite sports space and then all the intricacies of coaches and physiologists and psychology and all of those sorts of things that came with that. And then, you know, since then, you had the Beijing Olympics where the Team GB. I guess medal snowball started uh 2012 it lifted again 2016 it lifted again and I know the pandemic was quite an unusual olympics but that's kind of it kind of solidified my interest in sport and I think when it comes to success it's defining what success means to you and I think too often especially in the modern day that can be quite superficial you know certain size house certain size, type of car certain amount of money in the bank whatever it is but actually and I'm sure you've experienced it when you're interviewing people, you talk to people that perhaps have what we deem on the outside to be successful backgrounds, but actually their metrics for success are completely different. And I think that's what I often say to people when they say, Oh, you know, I wish I was successful or whatever it was in whatever field, sport, business or life. And I say, well, what do you actually define as success? Because if it's something superficial that doesn't move you to your core then actually when you get it, it'll feel like quite a hollow victory. And that's where, now, you know, I try and prioritize my time around experiences, time with friends and family, um, a business that connects with people and actually impacts people as opposed to, you know, how many likes can this post get? You know, all of those sorts of things. So I think it, it it's quite a, a strange world that we're in now in the sense of it's easy to get success if you have the wrong metrics. but Actually, if you want long-term sustained success, that really means something to you. You need to define that and be crystal clear on what it actually is going to mean to you personally?
0: Yeah, I think that's a very, very great way to look at success. And I think it's a very great way to look at anything in your personal life. I mean, right now we are addressing this podcast to the youth, to the students, and to youngsters and people who are early in their career. And I think it is very important for us to take away one thing from what Kevin has just mentioned that whatever your goal is, you need to have your standards, you need to have your own perspective out there and your own rule written that what it really means to you whether it's success whether it's happiness or whatever it is so having that your own standard and not society's standard can really help you feel good about things and i think that does come with practice as well speaking of success kevin i really am interested to know from your uh, 20 years of worth of amazing career What has been your proudest moment till date, if you can pick one?
2: (laughs) It's a really strange one, I guess, because the more you get immersed on the journey, if you like, you take the little wins. And I think too often people look for the, the big, the big single thing. You know, I remember listening to an interview with Johnny Wilkinson talking about when he kicks that winning goal in the 2003 Rugby World Cup. If that was his defining moment, he would spend the rest of his life looking back up the hill at that moment and nothing would ever be as good as that. Whereas, actually, I try and get to a point now where every week or every month I have like mini successes, if you like. And I think, you know, there's, awesome. there's plenty, I guess, there's plenty of moments from, you know, my career. I'm sure, like everyone else's, both sporting and my professional journey, where actually you're like, oh, that was pretty cool. I remember doing this. I remember doing that. You know, I ran my first marathon two, three weeks ago. And, you know, that was awesome. It was a really incredible experience, really, really powerful experience. But equally, that doesn't mean I'm going to sit and just spend the next you know year looking back and going, that was great. And everything else will be fine. Because of that, I kind of take uh, every week, you know, I have my, my old school diary, and I will be taking like a few points every day of right, let's get this ticked off. Let's have a success there. Uh, let's have a win here. And I think It's obviously, again, it's different for everybody, but people say, you know, what's the mark of a successful coach? And I say to them, when they get a letter from their athlete in 10 years' time, inviting them to their wedding, that's when you know you've had an impact on someone's life. So I think, not saying I'm looking for lots of wedding invites, but (laughs) I think uh, it's redefining that metric. And I think too often we put that on clinical things that perhaps are out of people's control, whereas when you're actually talking about going on a journey and what does success mean, you know, it means enjoying yourself, you know, being happy, healthy, having a good time along the way, because in 50 years time, they're the bits you will remember. They're the photos you'll have up on the wall. Um, and that's kind of, I hope, what's going like, to pedal. I guess, the business aspects of the coaching I'm looking to do, because ultimately everyone is on a journey. And if you turn around to somebody and said in their business, you know, I want to make five hundred thousand pounds profit this year and then you make it. You know, suddenly the, the clouds don't part and rainbows don't shine down on you, and everything suddenly waved a magic wand and solved in your life. It's an arbitrary statistic, whereas actually, if you said, <clears throat> you know, I want to have a profitable company, but it has <clears throat> happy staff, I have a good work-life balance, I feel fit and healthy, you know, my mental health's in a good place, all of those sorts of things. Actually, that's a much more impactful goal. That at the end of it, you're going to feel much more fulfilled with it. So. Yeah, I think from my own journey, there's so many little things, but I try and now get to the point where it's almost like tiny little goals every week because actually that makes you feel much more satisfied than I think one thing every 10 years that's like your your crown jewel, if you like.
0: I'm so glad that you did bring this up and I could completely identify and relate to your thought process over here. And if I can maybe summarize or maybe take one takeaway from your perspective on having a proud moment or what is the success, is having an impact on people that you are helping or working for and creating some sort of positive influence or helping people achieve their dreams as you are doing through your coaching business that you're into sports right now. You're not just helping people be better at what they want to, but also i think leaving a legacy behind you know, i'm i'm for sure and i do hope that they you do get a lot of wedding invites for sure and that's definitely a mark of how well they have taken you and welcomed you in your in your, their life so thank you so much kevin uh, from your from your journey from being a teenager to being a 15 year old boy who is just Who knows everything about the world and from learning from your own mistakes and then realizing that you would like to step into the coaching industry and sharing such great wisdom with us. One very important aspect that you have touched today is about the proudest moments that you're only as good as your last action is what I term as or your last task, your last achievement. And I think that's a good enough motivation to keep doing something good each week so that you upgrade yourself and improve very often so thank you kevin and i think the one last question that i really like to ask you is that can you leave our listeners and viewers with top 3 learnings of your life so far be it personal or professional
2: what a big one to finish on okay so there's a couple of things the first thing top of the list by a mile is use of time uh, understand how you use your time if you Listed out your 24 hours in the day and actually tallied up how you spent it. Would you be happy with that? Is that a reflection on what you value and what's important to you? I think that's really important. I think connections in terms of friends and family and time with those is an integral part of the journey because there's no point in, you know, I remember watching an interview of Steve Jobs talking about at the end before he sadly passed away, you know, he's like, Yeah, I've got the mansion and I've got, you know, 10 billion quid in the bank, but I'm sitting here by myself and i think that's that's something so connection is a huge thing for me and i think learning to enjoy the journey because it doesn't matter how good you are how successful you are there will be downs and it, it you can get carried away if you have too many highs but i do think if you actually learn to enjoy the process every day embrace the failures you know absorb and, and take in the successes but don't let, get carried away by them you know life is much more satisfying that way because at the end of the day we've all got the same amount of time I guess. You know, some people have more, some people have less, but every single day. And I think it's making sure that when you put your head on the pillow each night you feel like you, you've had you made good on the hours that you've been given that day. And if you can honestly put your head down every night and go, if I had that time again, I wouldn't change anything, then you're in a really good place.
0: Absolutely. And I always request my guest speakers to finish the episode on a very, very good and Very positive note, that is what has been their favorite quote of favorite saying that they would like to share with our listeners.
2: My one by country mile is, we only get one go round, but if we do it right, once is enough.
0: Awesome, awesome. That is such a great quote to end this episode on. Thank you, Kevin, for being on my first step ever. I had an amazing time chatting with you and asking you some really probing questions. But I think you have been so genuine and honest, and really left us with some very interesting lessons to reflect on. And yes, I think once we have more, we experiment more, we have experience more, we learn from them. But it is also good to learn from experience of our guest speakers because they have been there, done that, and we can definitely take something from their journey. So thank you, Kevin.
1: friends if you have reached thus far today firstly thank you so much it really means that you have learned something out of today's episode and you have enjoyed so why don't you share it with me and let me know that what is that you have learned and what would you like to listen more in the upcoming episodes i love to build a relationship with my viewers and audiences and know what really is that helping them so you can follow me on my instagram handle which is my first step ever underscore IL and subscribe to my YouTube channel for weekly video updates. And yes, if you like what I do over here, follow my first step ever on Google, Apple or Spotify. And please drop your rating to my show and comment. Well, this can be a way you can help me achieve my dreams to reach out to millions who need to hear this as I help you in your journey in taking the first step ever. Until next time, start believing in yourself. And most importantly, keep believing in yourself.